1: Don't Lie right here on 104.9 The Horn. It is a midweek movie music edition of Ball Don't Lie on 104.9 The Horn. My man Patrick takes songs from the soundtrack of a movie, plays them for us, Uh, and based on the selections, we're supposed to gather clues and hints that lead us to the featured film of midweek movie music, and this week it is Ready Player One. It's a nice film. Uh, very uh, nostalgic throwback. Got a lot of uh, old-school gaming references. Uh, my man Patrick also let us know the soundtrack is also fire. You can be a part of the show Specs text on 512-337-3776. You also hit us up via Twitter. I'm Rod in the Twitterverse. My man Harch is at HardballHarch in the Twitterverse. Patrick Davis at It's Patrick Davis in the Twitterverse. Alright, I want to get to some uh, Major League Baseball discussion. We did have Chipper Jones on, courtesy of my man, Heart ball, Hard, opening up the contact list. So go check that out. That's also up there on the webpage at hornfm.com. Uh, you can go check out uh, the Chipper Jones interview. Good stuff there. So it is opening day tomorrow, and yep. the big topic of conversation is about the rule changes, specifically the pitch clock. Um, and essentially the restrictions, they have put restrictions or new rules uh, and bylaws uh, in place to restrict some of the defensive positioning, uh, their restrictions on pitchers, where they can yep. step off and the pickoff attempts, how many they have. Uh, they got bigger bases to encourage the lost art of base stealing. You talked about that hard in one of your hard knock lives. Mm-hmm. Uh, and also the pitch clock, which is seen as the biggest or most impactful of all the rule changes, um, that the pitch clock counts down from 15 seconds with bases empty 20 seconds with a runner-on base uh, for the pitcher. Uh, the pitch clock uh, basically trimmed about 25 minutes off every game on average in yep. the minor leagues last year. Uh, they replicated that same exact result in spring training. They were just going to see if it was going to be consistent in spring training. It was consistent. They shaved off good 25, close to 25, 30 minutes off of every game in spring training. So if, indeed, this new Pitch clock ends up uh, having the same effect in the majors. It will be the largest recorded year-to-year reduction in average game duration. Um, and it'll have basically in four decades. It'll right. throw – it'll throw – it, it, it's crazy that we had Tripper Jones on, and he mentions this. Yeah. He mentions this, and it's straight. I had it literally in my notes, in my notes about it. I have it here, and this is what I described it as. Um, the changes are meant to restore the game to its former state. And he said that. Chipper Jones says it's an emphasis on getting said back to I the single. to say it. Yeah. <laughs> he said I'm getting back to the single and restoring the game basically back to kind of a, a throwback yeah. state where there's more emphasis on the defensive plays and more emphasis on getting the single, just getting the ball in play. And he claims, aside from the other changes, the pitch clock he loves. I've been saying it from the
0: very beginning. And we, we had a chance to mm-hmm. talk to Mike Caps and Reed Ryan before talking about what they were doing in the minor leagues, how they were speeding up games, how games were being played. And I remember I told you I went to watch the A's AAA team was here playing against Round Rock. And, and I was getting ready to leave. And I didn't realize it was the seventh inning. I was getting ready. To, I was like, man, <laughs> let's go, y'all. It's We got to get up out of here. And I looked, and I was like, wait a minute. The game is almost over. Might as well stay now. Huh. And it yeah, beneficial. Might as well
1: stay now. Right. That's how you said that.
0: Right. Yep. And it's like, well, I'm here. I'm not. I'm, I'm here. Might as well finish it up because it's going to be over pretty quick because of the time. You don't even think about it, about how fast the game is going and where it is this Friday. I'll get a chance to see it again because I'll be at the Round Rock Express watching their home opener. and I'm, they, they got it quick. They got it down because the minor mm-hmm. leagues have been doing it. And this also goes back to what you were talking about before, Rod. If you can be trained in a certain way in the lower levels, by the time you get to the big leagues, you've already done it. Yep. So it's not a big deal you've already understood you the assignment. You, you understood the assignment. exactly, And you've already adjusted. Now, some of the old heads and guys that have been around the game for a long time that may not like it, but eventually you get used to it. Mm-hmm. It become, You conditioned yourself to be there. And I know a lot of people don't like it, but you got a Hall of Famer saying he enjoys
1: the pitch clock. That's crazy. I'm in. Yeah. I'm with you, you know too, because I think that was the big complaint that the traditionalists mm-hmm. are some of the, you know, the the older players and some of the, the players who, you know, they grew up in kind of the old era of baseball, that yep. they would not like this and that they would kind of shun the pitch clock. That's not the case. I think a lot of people are really uh, enjoying the yep. uh, pitch clock, at least on the lower levels uh, in spring training, and I think fans are going to love it when they see it at the Major League level as well. And it'll take some getting used to. No, no. It'll be awkward at times, yeah. but I think for the most part, this is something that was necessary for Major League Baseball's Couldn't survival. Agree more. I think it's
2: one of those things where you're going to see, probably especially in the first month, you'll see a few things where it's, you know, hey, man, this this pitcher's really bad at it, and so he gets a few, or this batter has a few. And you'll see it, and people will pick out, small examples Mm -hmm. to go this is why it's bad and you go man just because one percent of something is bad and 99 percent of it is good doesn't mean we should not do it because the one percent is bad right and that that's kind of how i feel is going to go is there will probably be something maybe something in the playoffs later this season will happen and someone ever will freak out about it again you go but wasn't the season better as a whole like everybody enjoyed everything they go well yeah, but that one percent man. <laughs> <Yep>. <laughs> exactly. That yep. one that one awkward situation. Oh, no, I had one understand. bad bite of that sandwich, the whole sandwich is bad. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> Throw it away. Uh, you're right yeah. though, that, that will be
1: magnified in the social media world that we live in. But I, I think when people look back in the totality of the season, and it's gonna be a long season, there's gonna be plenty of sample size, and I think the sample size will reflect that this was the right move for Major League Baseball going forward. That when you're talking about a day and age where, you know, the attention span of everybody, all right, yep. it seems to be Shrinking, uh, people just cannot. And, it, and by the way, the NFL and college college football even recently decided they want to try to address the duration of games. Everybody understands we just live in a different e- entertainment ecosystem yeah. than we used to live in, and all major sports need to adjust to the new attention span and the entertainment ecosystem that we live in. And I'm glad they're now trying to, you know, cater to a younger demographic. Listen, the average age of a baseball fan is 57 years old and 50% of baseball fans are 55 and older. That is just that's, that, that is your sport. That, i creeping up on yeah, it, that buddy! That stat says your sport is dying. You gotta yep. get younger and you gotta get younger quicker. And the biggest complaint from young people about baseball is the length and pace of the game. Now, now that it, you know, always you heard the, the the saying that it's not the size of the boat, but the motion in the ocean. And it's not necessarily the length of the game, but the pace for baseball is both. Yeah, no it's doubt. Because by the way, baseball games, NFL games, they're about the same length. They're they're really long games, but people don't complain about the pace of NFL games.
0: Right, because there's action on every single play, and, and actually, now you're still doing more, different things. There's
1: actually more action in a baseball game than in a football game. Well, but pits football, the pit, yeah. football is better production. Yeah, <laughs> football has better storylines. Yeah, football is just more exciting. Period. So, as you look at this action, like from whistle to whistle, some more action in other games. No, it's not a lot of action in football games. No, when
0: you think about it, you're true. It's true, <laughs> exactly. It, but it's, and Brandon it's, Phillips came in here and told us that it's boring for he him. He
1: thinks baseball is boring. Yep. We got baseball guys coming here and say baseball's boring. Yep. So I do think Little check ain't. Them checks ain't boring. <laughs> That's all money right Ask there. That's uh, But, yeah, I think that this is important for Major League Baseball. I think it's going to be a resounding success. Yeah. I really do. I, I do, too. I think it's going to be a really- Especially
0: for somebody like myself <laughs> who, who, like I said, I want to take my family out to the game, and I go out to a game, and we're there, and the game is flying by, my kids are still having fun, and, and we're still being able to enjoy it. Yeah, you're beating traffic, and they can go
1: home and do homework. Come on, now. that's why soccer's stay, taking off in this country. Yep. People love soccer. Yep. They love how uh, and that's a so running clock. Yeah, exactly. They yep. love that they know when the soccer games. They're like, you know what? I'm gonna put aside three uh, three hours and we good on that. Yeah, uh, less than that, two and a half hours, probably whatever it no takes. Like, I'm done with that. So it's. I think it is something that was necessary for baseball, and I can't wait to see how it works out in Major League. But you're going to be blown away by how quick these games fly by. No doubt. There is no doubt. Everybody has said they cannot believe how quickly the games go by, and I think it's going to end up making a more enjoyable uh, product overall. Uh, Let's talk about the Astros and the Rangers just really quickly. We're Mm -hmm. talking about Major League Baseball. The Astros, there's a concern about Jose Altuve. Yep. Uh, and the injury uh, that he sustained to, and, and right now there's talk that with the injury, they they don't really have a plan necessarily uh, at the leadoff. That they you might see them experiment, move things around. They have been. I've been be, seeing right. mostly okay. Pena
0: has been in the lineup, uh, batting leadoff as of right now. Okay, they may put Bregman there. I mean, there's so many different options that you can have because the main thing. Somebody said they you, may make a
1: trade. They, they
0: might. They yeah. might. But here's the biggest thing for me in. in if you take the Jose Altuve approach, you like Altuve there because he wants to hit the ball out of the park. He'll he'll get you one to nothing. That's so if that's the case, you put Bregman up there.
1: Yeah, he won't pop you at get the top. him at
0: the top, and mm-hmm. then he can make some things happen. But Altuve also has that speed factor, and I don't think Bregman runs like Altuve. Neither does Pena either, but you do get a lead one nothing.
1: <laughs> yeah. Yeah, you like that. No, you're right about that. I yeah. mean, they, they're gonna miss his presence uh at the top of that lineup and with a broken thumb, uh the average time missed is forty four days. Yeah. But he's probably gonna miss a little more than that just cause it's He's
0: still gotta get his timing back. He's gotta go down to rehab, mm. he's gotta get his strength back, he's yeah. gotta be able to feel comfortable there. So you, yeah. And then he's gotta adjust to the the padding that he's gonna end up wearing as well. There's so many different things that are gonna be there.
1: So it's a two month and it probably will turn into a three month. Yeah kind of thing but at the beginning of
0: the season and you're Nobody the cares. Houston Astros you you have you can mm. manipulate the system so to speak by moving different guys there until you're you're ready for him to be back
1: yeah uh last season there were four broken thumbs and uh, Tyler Stevenson missed 29 days Bryce Harper missed 61 Harold Ramirez missed 29 um uh, so I mean it's Depending on the player and the situation, Uh but usually you're talking about anywhere from 30 to 50 games or so. Yep. Yep. Yeah. So, uh, yeah. That's why we play 162. They play plenty. (laughs) Yeah. And Chipper Jones loves the Astros. Yep. Shocking. I mean, last time we talked to him, though, he picked the Astros. Because he
0: looks at it, too, and you look at the staff and you look at who they are. Yes, they're going to miss Verlander a little bit. Well, a lot of it because he was the mm-hmm. comeback player of the year and the Sal Young Award winner. But you also have Hunter Brown that is going to be in that rotation. He's very, very talented. And the other part of it is we still haven't seen Forrest Whitley yet.
1: I, they they were talking. I heard Dusty Baker talking about right. Him. That's what I'm saying. And we apparently sk- he looks good. Yeah, he's yeah.
0: finally gonna get his opportunity. Yeah. Now, what is he gonna do with it? You, there's two people that you're trying to replace with one, right? So you got to try to figure it out, but Hunter Brown is a Verlander light.
1: Well, he's been essentially trying to mimic. Yes, Verlander. Yes, uh, and, and every little detail of his wind up every and his pitch of and his motion. Yeah, it's creepy. I've seen the side by side videos. Oh yeah, it is creepy. It, it does remind you. Remember Kobe did that with MJ. The, they used to the put those, the, the, the tongue. Oh man! Even the late, maybe some of the moves. Yes, like, like, even the fadeaway. Yes, I mean Kobe stuff. It was. Eerily similar to MJ. I would say it almost affected Kobe's legacy negatively. Yeah, it was because it was so, nobody
0: ever talks about him like that.
1: Yeah, it was so exactly because it was yeah. like, well, he's just a he's he's the greatest clone ever, but it's definitely an MJ clone. Oh he's, my goodness, he's, you know that's I mean? why he came with the Mamba. Even a competitive sickness. Yes, I mean he also had the competitive sickness like MJ yep, too. Yep. Uh, but yeah. Anyway,
2: and then looking at the Astros, I yeah, I think when we talk Astros, it's like that. M- once we get into May. And then it's June because Brantley's probably not coming back till late April, but that'll be another big addition to get Brantley back in there. And then the fact they signed Jose Abreu and it just kind of goes unforgotten that they get a former MVP. Thank you. And this really good first baseman, and and we all love Guriel, but Guriel was a you know hit or miss guy. Yeah. And he was he wasn't a power guy either. And Abreu could definitely be that and bring you another big bat in that lineup. And you also got to remember too, Jose Altuve. To the right of- is a
0: notorious slow starter. Yeah. He doesn't start seasons off hot at all. He gets hot. He turns it up. Yeah. But he is never starting off. You're like, remember last year we were like, what is wrong yeah, with Altuve? That was
1: like his worst start yeah, in, in years, a, yes. a long time. Yeah. yeah. It was. It's a good point. Does that – well, with the injuries, that – Gonna mean we still expect the slow, the slow start with the injury. Well, in addition some, to the injury, he's
0: gonna get some timing issues. He's gonna have some. But then at least now you know why. Yeah, exactly slow at least Before you
1: didn't know why. Yeah, he had it slow was start. like, wait
0: a minute, you you started going on faith. <laughs> yeah, you're good like, point. man, he's a great player. He'll figure it out. Yeah, He'll you're right. Now we out. know
1: it's the injury that's yep. coming off. That's a good point. And and, and man, Patrick, I didn't think about that the Abreu thing. It did yeah. go to the radar. Yeah, and, and it the fact that
2: happen. Michael
0: Brantley is going to be back.
2: Yeah, like you forget Brantley was not on this team when they were in a World Series last year. Yeah, and they, they you, won a World Series. And they won a World Series, and you yeah. had Jose Abreu first. base. Like, this team could be really, really dangerous if healthy going down the stretch. I still can't believe that they they didn't address center field. That was a big I, conversation a great, all last I, I, year. I, and that was the thing is I think there wasn't the right price, and right. they're probably going to wait again to see if yeah. they have a guy in the, in the minors. And I love Chaz. Up. Chaz did
0: great. Chaz did great. So I think you're going to see yeah.
2: if that works and then just go, let's go to the trade deadline. We have not been shy to buy at the trade deadline, but you get a better deal at the trade deadline because these teams are sellers and right now no one wants to be a seller. Yep. It, it didn't come back to bite
1: them in the playoffs last year like everybody thought that that center field position right. and the right. rotation and right. the whatever the money ball approach at center field it did not come back to bite them like everybody thought. So maybe that's why there's no urgency to fix the problem because they don't deem it as a problem. Because yep. no, if it I mean, was a problem, it would have come back to buy in the playoffs. Well, last and, and year. Too, I think they
2: expected it to. Brantley being out was a bigger part of that problem, too, because <laughs> you're saying now Brantley Tucker is in the outfield. Jordan is your DH. I mean, that's three really good outfielders already yeah. on your payroll. You probably yeah. don't want to <laughs> add a fourth insanely good outfielder on that payroll right now.
1: Embarrassment of riches. Yeah. Uh, Harge, what do you think about the Rangers, man? Any, uh, I like them. You li- I like Whoa. them a lot.
0: I like Uh-oh. them a lot. I love what they did. Okay. I love the pitchers that they went out and got, guys with experience. I got a chance to talk to uh, Uvalde, uh Nathan Uvalde, who who came over from the Red Sox. And he was saying that it's more about the chemistry part of it and getting to understand the roles of each pitcher, where you're going to be. DeGrom's going to be the opening day starter. I personally thought that they were going to start Martin Perez, but when you get a guy like that, you have to go out there and mm-hmm. start him. Yeah. So he's going to get the big start tomorrow. Um, the position players are now going to be comfortable uh, with when you start looking. They brought up Josh Young, uh, the kid from Texas Tech, who was a major part of of their success that they mm. thought was going to take them to the next level, yeah. he's going to be a big part of it. You got Seeger that is there at shortstop who is going to play well, and now he's getting accustomed to the American League pitchers. Simeon, who I didn't realize this until I read an article about it, he missed – the reason why he probably got off to a slow start because he was doing all the negotiations for the players' union, okay, trying to get everybody back. Because didn't realize that. Yeah, me neither. Hmm. So he was missing time like that too, so – I think they're going to be a contender. Mm. Let's put it like this. When we look in September, I expect them to be having meaningful games in the month of September. Ooh! And they brought in Bruce Bochi. Yeah. You know yeah, what I'm saying? That's the common the, force, yeah, that's a great point. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, we didn't
1: talk about that remember enough.
0: last year, I was like, they need to get rid of... Uh, Woodwork. Well, they heard you. Yeah,
1: they did. <laughs> they did. Uh, man, I, I think Rangers fans are excited the way you, you kind of popped up there.
2: Hey, man. I you, like them a lot.
1: enthusiastically said, oh, I
2: like the Rangers. I like It's going to be a crazy division this year. Yes. The Mariners are locked and loaded with a lot of young talent to play well this year. The A's always put something together. Mm-hmm. So whether they can put it together <laughs> enough by the trade deadline that they don't sell everything away and then you, it's Mike Trout, Shohei Anything yep. could happen out there. Oh, anything could happen. Man, yeah, that's. I'm, I'm rooting for them actually, randomly. Mm-hmm. I mean, I, well, I'm not because they're in our division. I but know. I know. I, I, I I'm know rooting for Shohei when he comes to the Astros. I he, know.
1: He, <laughs> I know. There's. I know they're not a threat to the Astros. I hate to say that almost arrogantly. I know they're not that a threat to the Astros. Arrogant. That is, but they're not. Yeah. I think we all agree they're not a threat <laughs> to the Astros. But I do want to see them at least make the playoffs.
2: Yeah. Be nice to see no. him make a, make the playoffs. Look, Look, we can just say we need a center fielder. Mike Trout, come on over. Show itani. <laughs> we could come over and play too. You know, we can make some things, him. things happen. The Astros ain't paying I know they're not. <laughs> the
1: Astros ain't paying that kind of money. That's why they're the Astros, man. They they make frugal decisions. Frugal. Uh I, I promised a little nugget about the Texans, so I'll give you two here really quickly. Um okay, so let's uh, defensively, D'Amico Ryan's. He did talk about Jimmy Ward. Uh, and Jimmy, Remember, Jimmy Ward, one of the reasons he left the 49ers is because he wants to play safety and not nickel. Yep, yep. He famously said about, uh, st- told a story about Kyle Shanahan and about Shannon because apparently Jimmy Ward got a little cross with the front office there, uh, and with front office includes John Lynch and Kyle Shanahan because Shannon makes all the found decisions because he wanted to play safety and they kept playing him at nickel. And he said on a podcast, he went up to Shannon one day because they had been playing him less snaps because they were playing essentially more 40 personnel, which means they're playing four defensive backs, not five. So he wouldn't always be out there. And he was like, hey, man, just put me at the safety instead of putting me at nickel, all that kind of stuff. And he said he went up to Shannon and, and, and he said, hey, man, can I just play safety more than I'm playing nickel? That way I can be on the field more. Uh, and then Shannon was like, I mean, do you want to ride the bench? Right. That's what he told him. Yeah. He was like, I can put you there, but you want, do you want to ride the bench?
0: Because that's not what I brought you here for.
1: <laughs> He's like, yeah. if I put you there, the guy, basically the guys in front of you, they're going to play, that kind of thing. That That's what he hinted. And I think that was part of Jimmy Ward telling the story, hey, I want to go elsewhere. And he, he is elsewhere. He's with the Texans now. And they're going to play him at safety um, where he wants to play. But then D'Amico Ryan basically said, I'm going to play him at nickel and safety. Right. So he's going to be but, – but I think at the, with the Texans he'll be prioritized and he won't leave the field. So if he's not playing nickel because of the matchup that week, yeah. they'll just move him to safety. The, the 49ers were – they weren't necessarily doing that all the time. He wants to stay on the field. He will be one of their best players. But that's every that secondary for the Texans is going to be tough, man. With yeah. Jimmy Ward and we always talk about how Jalen Petrie is one of the best young safeties in the league. And then they got Derek Stingley who's a really good player. The secondary should be a strength. For the Texans next season. I love it. Uh, with Jimmy Ward. So he's gonna play both. I mean, it's all about the way you sell it. I remember when they were trying to get uh guys like DeMarvion Overshone to play linebacker and he was first he was reluctant, he didn't want to mm-hmm. play it. And I was like, man, these coaches are terrible salespeople. Just say, Hey, DeMarvion, we made you up a position because you're so special. You're such a unique, gifted player. We made you your own position. We call it the overshone. It yeah. plays at linebacker depth though. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Okay, yeah, he'll be like, oh, we had a vision for you. Just got to sell him on it. All oh, D'Amico Ryan's they will sell Jimmy Ward on the vision of how he's going to use him. And Jimmy Ward's like, okay, yeah, I'll play Nickel. As long as you're going to use me in this way, just got to sell him that they're the way they'll be utilized, they'll be weaponized rather than utilized. I love it. And then they'll do whatever the hell you want them to do. Players, as Harsh knows, they just want to know that they're going to ball out. Hey, thank you. Just, just put me in a position to put be successful, I will play that position. Hey, but if, I will if I don't think, for if, you. Exactly. If I don't think I'm going to be successful, I don't want to play that position. That's really yeah. how it works. And when they convince DeMarville Marvin Overshawn, hey, dude, in the NFL, you're a linebacker. You ain't going to get drafted in the NFL as a safety. You will, but you might go undrafted or the seventh round. Thank you. But as a linebacker, dude, they're going to draft you in the middle rounds.
0: You're beautiful to them.
1: Exactly. You're, you're beautiful You're to them. a unicorn in there. Exactly. They want to shine your horn. It, Ooh, the they want to the saw it right off on. if you play safety. <laughs> ain't no <laughs> exactly. unicorn there. Uh, okay, uh, real quick. On the offensive side of the ball. Okay, really quick. I, uh, and I'm going to get deeper into this little offensive stat because I just found it and I'm doing some deep dives about it. So consider, what's considered the most um, – Accurate analytical stat about wide receivers these days is called yards per route run. All right, yards per route run. They consider this to be the most accurate analytical stat to project wide receivers or to tell you how effective wide receivers are. Tyreek Hill led the NFL in yards per route run. Second was Justin Jefferson. Third was Jalen Waddell. Uh, sorry, Jalen Waddle was tied for third with A.J. Brown. Fifth was Stephon Diggs. Sixth, Devontae Adams. Y'all get it, right? Yep, yep, <laughs> yep I'm feeling it. I think Cooper Cup was eighth. Chris Olave actually was seventh. Y'all get it. Top-notch top, top notch guys. So um, there is a a uh, stat that I'm going to share with, with uh, Texans fans that I hope this applies to Bobby Sloak, and I'm going to do some more research to find out if it does. So since 2018, all right, since 2018, there have been eight quarterbacks to – have a quarterback to pass catcher connection to average over three yards per route run. Now, only one receiver this year averaged over three yards per route run. It was Tyreek Hill. Let you know, that's a really explosive stat to average over three yards per route run. Eight quarterbacks to pass catcher connections have done it. All of them, and since 2018, all of them are from the Shanahan coaching tree. Oh. All of them. Every last one of them. Um, There is Tua to Waddle and Tua to Tyreek. Both of those made the list. Um, there is Jimmy G to Debo in 2021, made the list. Jimmy G to Kittle in 2021, made the list. Uh, Stafford to Cup in 2021, made the list. Uh, Aaron Rodgers to Devontae Adams in 2021, made the list. 2019, Jimmy G to Kittle, made the list. Uh, Nick Mullins to Kittle, what the hell, in 2018, that made the list. Nick Mullins. One of these things is not like the other. (laughs) Matt Ryan to Julio Jones in 2018, also made the list. So, four... Kyle Shanahan offenses for Manchano, two Mike McDaniel offenses had reached this uh, this criteria for the stat, and Matt Lafleur and Sean McVay each did it once. So in the like I said, since 2018, only eight quarterback uh receiver combinations, pass catcher combinations, have averaged over three yards per route run in a season since 2018. They're all from the Shanahan coaching tree. Uh-oh. All right, and we're hoping Bobby Slowick can be the next because he was the uh, offensive coordinator for the 49ers uh, before he left to be the OC now for the Texans. Remember, he wasn't calling plays there, though he would be calling plays there, but like I said, there's a history of the play call is doing really well, but I don't know who that quarterback will be and who that wide receiver will be in that connection. All right, I'm going to do some deep diving about that because I actually have a low horn connection to that that I'll reveal tomorrow for the to ram the day.
0: Is that connection to Sark because Chanel
1: was here? I got a connection. <laughs> I got a connection. Uh, we'll yeah. get into that tomorrow and Rods around the day. All right, we come back. We'll get into uh, NBA News, Notes and Nuggets, Basketball Hall of Fame, KD's returning, all that and more right here on Ball. Don't lie, Back to Ball Don't Lie right here on 104.9 The Horn. It is a midweek movie music edition of Ball Don't Lie. My man Patrick takes songs from a particular soundtrack, uh, plays those songs for us, and based on these selections, Harge and I are supposed to gather clues and hints that lead us to the featured film of midweek movie music. And this week it is Ready Player One. I actually you remember the scene. I think with this one, actually. It's strange enough, I think I can't. Remember I have seeing. not
0: seen this movie at all. Your son's
1: probably seen it. He's a gamer, isn't he? Yeah. But it's kind of an old-school gamer feel, like references, I should say. Yeah, I'm going
0: to have to check that out and see what's happening. It's
1: yeah. uh, It wasn't a bad film. I remember watching it. I think I rented
2: it. I How old
1: is this movie,
0: though? came out five years old. ago today. Five yeah, it's, it's years ago. It's not that old, okay. yeah.
2: I remember and that's why me. you said this is the most recent. Yeah, because I don't think we've done anything within the last five years. Yeah. I think
1: you're right. Yeah. I don't think we've done I don't think we have anything think we've done yeah. either. Uh, yeah, makes us all feel a little bit old. <laughs> uh, also, uh, seeing uh, your kinfolk. Yeah. Nico make me feel old too.
0: Yeah, he, he yeah, he's, he's bigger than I thought. Yeah, he's a good-looking young man.
1: Yeah, he's, he's bigger than I thought too, man. Yeah, that's nice size on him. Uh, they, the flex is coming up after we get done. The Ball don't lie. They got a very special guest. Because yep. harsh knows everybody, but this time he actually does <laughs> uh, kinfolk. Yeah. He actually related. Familia. <laughs> <to>. <laughs> yeah. So uh, it's gonna be a great show coming up, man. Zach Lucero's already in the house. I'm sure the flex fam. Um, yeah. I saw the seed
0: at, already. See, no, yeah. no, he's
1: already there too. Yep. Uh, so they got a uh, very special guest. We we'll get some details about that coming up in what's on tap. But right now, I want to get into some NBA uh, news, notes, and nuggets, uh, and also there's some uh, congratulations that are in order because the uh, Naismith Basketball Hall of Fame. Or at least it hasn't officially been announced, but Adrian Wojnarowski, he's always dropping those uh, those Woj bombs on everybody, and he did announce the uh, at least the 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 class or at least the headliners for the latest Hall of Fame class. Yeah. I should say, Dwayne Wade. Uh, Dirk Nowitzki, uh, Greg Popovich, Tony Parker, Paul Gasol, Becky Hammond. also going to a lot of Spurs love. Yeah. Don't forget,
2: Paul Gasol actually played for the Spurs as well.
1: Damn! I
2: was just about to say, I, I remember him that. being yeah. at the Spurs
0: briefly. Right? That's crazy. Yeah. He was a Spurs. As well. Has that ever
1: happened with that many former play- players from a team, or even people associated with that team, or players with that city, have been know. in one class? I don't, I
2: don't know if we ever had. I don't know if there's ever been four.
1: Because three of them are like mainstays. Three of them are mainstays. And Manu
2: was last year, right? Monica was, last, was year last year. Because he re- retired a year before. Yep. Yep. Damn, they should have did That would have <laughs> been great. They put it all in one class. Uh, that upset
1: everybody in the NBA. Oh, my goodness.
2: Everybody be hot. Everybody, <laughs> be
0: hot. everybody be hot.
1: But what could you say? You can't yep. argue with it.
2: Right, right. No, but the NBA would be great. It's like, man, we only got to give out so many tickets. That's <laughs> true. I mean, NBA they all got the same Spurs. people. That's right. Oh, dude. That's why
1: they should have did it. And yep. It'd be all Spurs at that ceremony. Oh, yeah. Oh, that'd be. Where's the Day Smith Pro Basketball Hall of Fame? It's offense?
0: in uh, Springfield. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. All Springfield, well. Mass. All right. Oh no, yeah. maybe they won't travel all the way up there. Well, they're gonna be traveling because this is this is a party. Spurs. Yeah, and, and I mean, problem. and it's it Pop too.
2: Be. Like, that's true. That's the thing is is because Tim, it goes Tim, and then like Pop is up there. Yeah. Because he's part of all of those, and he's part of the my, mastermind to put all these yep, teams yep, together. Yep. And he's, you know, when we can talk about Tim Duncan is a top ten all time player. Greg Popovich is a top five all time basketball coach.
1: I think he might be Mount Rushmore. Oh, I think he is, too. Yeah, but top five makes it I'm safe. Saying, I'm saying safe. this in
2: a non-debatable way. Yes, yes, yeah, yeah, top five. yeah, 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 all I, time got time you, I got you. Yeah. You
1: didn't want to have that debate on <laughs> like, yeah. the spec like, show's Chuck almost Norman. over. the five. Top man. <laughs> uh, what about it? Rick Carlisle? Rudy <laughs> Tomjanovich? <laughs> 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 exactly. Rudy T. Rudy T.
0: Right. <laughs>
1: That's right. But no, I think it's great for the Spurs, man. It really is. And I'm glad, you know, Pops going in. I don't know how. I guess you said Pop didn't allow them to put him in because Yeah,
2: basically if you're if you're an active coach, I believe you can basically say, Hey, don't put my name up for consideration.
1: Yeah, and, hop, and, and Pop and Pop's hates that kind of stuff too. He, he hates honor. Like of
2: course his response to why he never let anybody do it before was uh, I didn't feel I earned it.
1: And you were like you made the career leader in coaching wins. Yeah, <laughs> all time leader in coaching wins.
2: Yeah, five, five time NBA champion?
1: You know, five time champion. He feels like he didn't. earn I'm yet. not leaving David
2: out, no. but David is not a top ten all time, and Pop is not, and he's not a top five all time. That's why I say Tim is Tim and, and David are, are are Tim and Pop are above yes. all else. Yes, like top, they're top, 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 the yes. MRIL. And, like and, and oh, I love David Robinson. Well, my, that was my favorite player growing up. But he's just he's one of the best sinners of all time but he's like a top 10 center of all time.
1: Tim Duncan's yep. a top 10 player, but yes. then, yeah at all Yeah. Time. yeah, yep. yeah. And yep. I'm with you on that. The too. Big it, fundamental. It's, a, it's a different coverage. And that's a different than the sentimental attachment that yeah, yeah. Spurs fans have. Cuz I think the sentimental rankings for Spurs fans, I think Manu might be higher than Pop. He might be it's sentimental, not not. And, up, and know, David,
2: and David, in the sentimental is super yes. high up there as well because the Spurs don't exist still if with, not for David Robinson. Great yep. point,
1: great point. Before the the dynastic, yeah. Run and I was, mean,
2: he's still yeah. at games, he's still around. So like, yeah, I, he's up there sentimental, definitely.
1: Yeah, I was gonna say sentimental rankings are different for for Spurs because I think they <laughs> yeah, love sure. them, some Manu, man, Manu. and the Iceman. Uh, they love the Iceman. And, yep.
2: and there is some some Spurs fans who are not huge fans of Pop saying what he says off the court. Exactly. You know what, you know what I'll say about That's that. Very true
1: Paul's been he's been he's been like that for 15 very 20 consistent. years yeah. he's before the before our era of identity politics and everybody you know trying to be very sanctimonious mm-hmm. and you know everybody calling cancel coach and all this kind of stuff Pop was talking about stuff like this when when nobody cared or even wanted to hear it or you know what I mean. Yeah, he was. I remember this stuff, and I mean, why is Pop talking about this in a post game? <laughs> yeah, on a Tuesday night, he just randomly goes off about you know. gun control or something like yep. that. And so I would say he's been doing it forever, and for some reason, I don't know. I'm sure we can identify reason. He doesn't get the criticism that other people get, like uh, who, who are in the sports realm who often go off on the political, socio, uh, economic. I, I, I you think know, there's rants. a couple of
2: things. One we can say is that he went to Air Force so there's a little bit more that he kind of came yeah, up through a, a military I, yeah. background, background, and yeah. and he was really into the Soviet studies during the Cold War. And there's all these rumors that he was actually going to go and be a spy, spy or yeah. something, which is why <laughs> he, he could be a spy. Which is why he would have all these players that would ever from over there, yeah, because he'd be like, oh no, he can communicate with him in a different way, and he knows there. It's it's all that way. This will come out
1: later on that he was still a spy. That's why
2: he yeah. like,
1: he was actually over there. <laughs> he was actually over there committing some type of uh, conspiratorial. Yeah. Uh, a, a D's yeah. or some types, yeah. No, Sent Rashon
2: Asterovich back over.
1: <laughs> <laughs> uh, you no, know, they say. What is the? Oh man, now I'm gonna think about this. What is the game show host? Is it Chuck Barris? You know the game. There's a game show host. His name Chuck is Bear. Chuck Barris, who claims that he worked for the CIA. He claims in a book that the whole show was a front. Was it the Gong Show guy? Yes. He claims the whole, that his show was a front for the CIA so he could go behind the, you know, behind the curtain, behind the Iron Curtain, and go into other, I don't know, states and other, through international borders, and he would use the, you know, the show as a means to get through all these international protocols and bureaucratic, you know, red tape.
2: Man, that's interesting I swear because to God, I'm sitting here. He, yeah, he, it says he CIA career claims. Car- it. Yeah, it says yeah. CIA I think I think career I think he claims. admitted that it was a lie, though.
1: It wasn't He claims
2: it. Huh? No, I think he admitted he was a lie later on.
1: Oh, but I'm just saying. Like, he, like, no, he put it in the book. The he did CIA put it in the book. Event. I was like, he, I, was like I, I, didn't, I didn't say it was true. No, no. I, no. Say, I said he claims
2: it. Yes, he <laughs> He's the
1: one it. that claimed it. You know, they throw it out there. Uh, all right, we'll come back. We'll get uh, into our, uh, I'm we'll get you. We'll let you know what's on tap. And then we'll tell you about the flex coming up on, on the side right here on Ball Don't Lie on 104.9.
2: Up top again. You mind if I have some of your
1: tasty beverage to wash?
0: Huh? Oh, yeah. You know, I've been known to drink a beer or two. I think a man working outdoors feels more like a man if you can have a bottle of suds. It's only my opinion, sir.
2: I got beer. I got bottled breast milk. Eh, why don't we start with the beer?
0: Okay. It's 5 o'clock somewhere. Wait, it's already 5 o'clock here. It's time for What's on Tap. How
1: about a nice, cool drink?
0: That's oh, really good. That's good. That is, good. That that was- is- Pop a top again.
1: Alright, welcome back to Ball Don't Lie right here on 104.9 The Horn. Getting ready to wrap it up and put it in the oven. Uh, if you missed any part of any of the shows, please go to hornfm.com and you can catch up with them on the podcast page. It's just that simple. Also on the podcast page, uh, Patrick already got you hooked up with the Chipper Jones interview. Shout out to my man Harsh who uh, got it done as Harsh Knock Life. Opened up the contact list for a Hall of Famer. That's on uh, the website at hornfm.com. Also the Craig Craigway interview with Rodney Terry. Also on the website at hornfm.com. You can go ke- check that out as well. Uh, and and also, got to remind everybody out there that the uh, the Flex coming up next. Flex! You got the, you got the Flex crew. Zach Lucero is going to be there. Uh, Nolan, uh, the seed already. Uh, He's already here as well. And I'm sure they'll have some other members of the Flex crew. Cam is here. Cam's already here. The yep, yep. gang's all here. Uh, and they're going to have uh, two special guests on.
0: That's right. The One of out. them is going to be the head coach from Del Valle. Yeah. Uh, coach Patman, who just took the job, and now he is the head coach, and they're going to have him on. Okay. But then they're also going to have Nico Hamilton, Kim Folk, Cuddy uh-huh. Woo Woo, will be coming on Uh Tony's here with him, his dad, and Nico's going to be with the guys in studio, so you get to hear my man talk about Lake Travis, talk about some of his visits, and uh, let you know what's going on with him.
1: He's uh, he's bigger than I thought. Yeah. Uh, looking at him on the field, he doesn't look yeah. that big. He got some size
2: on him. Uh, all right, uh, what's on tap for you, Patrick? What's going on tonight for you, brother? NBA, we got the Mavs trying to get back into the play-in tonight. <laughs> uh, Kevin man. Durant may be playing tonight, too. I mean, there's like two hours before the game, so who knows what could happen. That is true. You're right. It right. always changes their mind. Yeah, Tonight is Durant's night
0: coming back. I want to check it out, too. His first first home game. First home game. Because what
1: he was supposed to play is when he got hurt. He did it in warm-ups. The old man layup line. Yeah, the old man layup. All right, that's on tap for you. Uh, On tap for me, actually, tonight, I am going to uh, watch that movie, The Whale. Oh. Yeah, one with uh, the Brendan Fraser wins the gotcha. best actor. i got about. it. I'm going to watch it tomorrow. I'll let you know about a Black Buster review. How it there is. it is. Black Buster back, review. Uh, tomorrow, same time, same channel. Remember, the revolution will not be televised. We'll be talking about it about right here on Ball Don't Lie. We love you guys. We mean that. Take care of yourselves. We want point take care of each other. The Flex coming up next. Don't go anywhere. Peace.